What's up, guys? Welcome to TalkChain, where we talk all things blockchain. My name is Rob. Below me is Matt. How you doing, Matt? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Today, we are going to talk about uh, Russian scientists who decide to mine Bitcoin with a supercomputer and promptly get arrested. We are <laughs> going to talk about the drama going on with my Ether wallet. And uh, we're also going to give an update on the on Binance, which is back up and running, and they are offering a steep discount. Uh, we're going to skip over the markets today for, at first, and we'll see if we have time to go back to it afterward. Um, yeah, so starting out, Russian nuclear scientists operating in a old testing facility for nuclear warheads in Russia have decided, well, they, they got the bright idea to... Uh, mine Bitcoin with one of the strongest supercomputers in the country. So apparently these supercomputers are not supposed to have access to the internet. And as soon as they hooked it up to the internet, an alert went off and they were promptly arrested immediately afterward. So yeah. um, Bad what do you times. think about that? What do you uh, think about that? It's, it's funny to see what lengths people will go to mine Bitcoin. I mean, the, the potential profits using the most powerful computer must be amazing. But I don't know, Russia and, you know, the FSB is no, is no joke. You know, they will, they will kill your family if they need to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough one. So I did some quick calculations. Apparently, the supercomputer has the strength of 1,000 trillion calculations per second. The average computer, or the number one uh, mining computer, sorry, has 4 billion calculations per second. So this one supercomputer operates as if it were 250,000 of the strongest personal computing mining computers, which, which is crazy. I don't know if that translates into 250,000 times the amount of Bitcoin or not, but... You'd have to assume some sort of correlation would happen. Yeah, I wonder if they actually, how far they got before they were able to stop and like how much hash power they actually got out of that baby. But by oh the well. way that the, the BBC article uh, implies is it really, as soon as it flipped on the, to, or connected to the internet, an alert was sounded and it was almost immediate. Damn. Which is uh, too bad for them because they didn't even get any money out of it. But <laughs> maybe uh, Putin's not really paying them enough to uh, to be living in this secluded city that most people can't really access. Yeah, but but also just the fact that this supercomputer could be hacked and it might be, you know, attached to it might have capabilities to launch a nuclear weapon. It's probably better that it remains off of the internet. Yeah, it's probably smart overall. Hopefully, the scientists knew that maybe it wasn't connected to anything like that, and they were just using it to solve some math problems or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, bad times for them. I don't think we'll be hearing about them anymore. They might just disappear. Yeah, yeah, I'm with but you there. Hopefully, hopefully not. So moving on to my Ethernet or my Ether wallet. So, um, pulling up to Twitter, they talk about how um, how their Twitter handle was changed without knowledge or permission of my Ether Wallet's founder. So it 
It's unknown whether or not their Twitter was just hacked, but there's also some rumors going on about there kind of being a partnership split. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they there was the hack showed that they that my Ether wallet was changing their name to my crypto, which could end up being a real thing. Maybe some information leaked. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It just seemed like the whole rollout, like, did these two people get in a fight and then the one went on a tirade and just decided to change the name? It seems just, I don't know, very immature that this happened and, you know, there's no reason for it really. And they're just going to lose customers if they can't get their stuff together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's it's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, again, on their Twitter, they said they that there's nothing to worry about. My Ether wallet is functioning normally and it's safe to do your regular transactions. Everybody's wallet is safe. So assuming that that is going to be the case, nobody has anything to worry about. It might just be some more uh, FUD for, um, for people who are kind of against it, uh, similar to McAfee and Binance. It seems like... Not a single day goes by where there's not like something happening with some some trusted person that we need in this in this supposedly uh, decentralized world where there's like it's either a wallet or an exchange something's going on and I don't know if it's just the landscape of crypto but man it's it's really annoying. I think it might just be some uh, growing pains uh, that are happening in this space. It's it's tough again. People make the argument for wanting an unregulated market. Well, this is kind of part of that. Yeah, it seems that way. But, you know, if, if something comes out that's actually consistently that people can rely on and trust completely, they're going to become a, a major leader in this space because it seems like you can't go anywhere. But, you know, related to this Binance thing, it does seem like Binance is really sort of putting themselves at the top of the exchange world anyway, just being totally upfront about what they're doing and treating their customers really well. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, yeah, you're seeing that just with the the level of communication that came out with uh, them shutting their service down. Um, obviously, something was screwed up along the way that required uh, a full 24 hours from the shut down their exchange. I assume they lost millions of dollars by shutting down their exchange Probably. in for over that 24 hour period. So. Um, at, now they're back up and running, and apparently they are offering a 70% discount on all trading fees. So typically they charge 0.1% uh, of a fee on all trades and then 0.05% on all fees with BNB, uh, which, which is Binance Coin. And now they're charging 0.03 on a normal trade and 0.015 with BNB. So I think that's really impressive. Yeah, it's nice and totally just out of left field. Like, I think every single one of these organizations has some sort of server downtime for upgrades or whatever. So it's really mm -hmm. surprising that they would offer anything. But I guess it's really, like I said, they're sort of pitting themselves as the top of the heap in terms of exchanges, given that they're just trying to retain as many customers as they can, given the, the McAfee drama, even though they, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, for sure. And well, you, you'd also think that maybe it is encur it's encouraging people who might be a little worried to make a transaction based on the 
if, if they are scared or scared to dip their toe back into an immediate trade, um, it really will kind of encourage that to happen again. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll only see green from here on out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, just taking a look at the markets today, it does seem to be predominantly green. Um, let's just see here. Bitcoin, a uh, little over 8,500. Uh, the total market cap for uh, the entire market, over 400 million or 400 billion. Uh, Bitcoin dominance, 34.6%. So uh, we're starting to see a shift in the positive direction and Bitcoin dominance is actually falling again, which is, I'm starting to think it's better for the market overall uh, because people seem to run to Bitcoin uh, as soon as the market starts to fall. Yeah, and it seems like that was a thing, but I don't know how long it's going to hold for that Bitcoin drops and everything else tumbles with it. But it seems like, uh, you know, it's it's maintaining its dominance as it is. And I'm I'm much more bullish on Ethereum than I am Bitcoin at this point, And I'm glad to see that it's up a little bit. But I don't know. I think the more developed this market gets, the, the less people are going to need Bitcoin. So we'll see, though. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I agree with the uh, with your thoughts on Ethereum. So I think you're going to start to see that Ethereum's market cap go up when people start to get scared. It would be interesting to see how uh, Tether does as well during these during these quick little scares. But yeah. um, as of now, everything is green. Yeah, and it's funny how all the Tether drama just gets kind of forgotten about whenever the next news cycle comes around. Yeah, it's it's super interesting and uh, really, people. I think it's either it's going to be completely smooth until it completely falls apart. So it, it's really you're not going to see an eighty cent tether. You're going to see it, it's going to hit eighty nine point nine and then it's going to drop to zero. Like it'll be immediate. You think so? I don't know. I mean, we'll see if if we get any updates on the request for information from the CFTC to see if that actually goes anywhere, but it might all be behind closed doors. So we won't actually get any updates, but it'd be nice to actually get that audit if they ever do come around to it. Well, it, it'll be nice to get either an audit or uh, something from the CFTC saying we, we just took a look, everything's fine. Tether can operate as they have yeah. been so far. Yeah, I'm I'm not so optimistic. I think it's just going to be dragged out for for God knows how long, and and we'll see. But you know, if they keep issuing tethers, uh, I'm going to sleep okay. Just given that if they if they stop issuing tethers, then there's something to worry about. But if they're going to continue to do it, then I can't imagine that they're just going to continue to to overlay the fraud with more fraud. But I guess that's how these things go. Definitely. And I start, I'm starting to think the longer this goes, you're starting to see some more players in the market who are linking their tokens to the U.S. dollars. So mm. there's going to be some replacements. There already are some replacements, again, with Maker's Die and uh, Jabrell's coming out with one that's, <laughs> that should be coming out very soon. Oh, are you interested in that one? JUSD. I, full disclosure, I do have... Some of this Jabrell network, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. And from what I hear, it's supposed to be big, but uh, we'll wait and see how it does. It's trading at around 60 cents right now. So get in while you can. Yeah, right. It's going to 
It's going to shoot to the moon soon. Well, you'll be the one looking. Uh oh. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, we, we lost you there. We didn't hear what you said. Uh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> uh, that should be it for today. Uh, Matt, do you have anything you want to add? Yes, please like, subscribe, let us know what you think about Russia, about my Ether wallet, and tell us about Binance and how great they are. And if you don't have a Binance account, use one of our referrals. Yeah. Would you risk it all? Would you like <laughs> risk being arrested, risk being killed for 100 Bitcoin? The, asking, asking the tough questions, Bob. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what's the minimum amount that you'd risk it for? Yeah. Uh, share on Reddit. Share on Steam. Uh, follow us at TalkChainPod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you guys very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Take care.